0: Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Today, we, it's a significant moment because we, we've got to push, push something out of the house. Um, strange things happen in, is when you open the door, to one thing but if you don't close the door other things tend to follow what's interesting and we'll show you what's happening within the church realm but it also happens in 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 the family realm goes everywhere something has entered into our system and society but because we haven't closed the door other things have crept in but I believe today we're going to open doors for you that, there are, that there's, there's, a, there's a way of opening doors and I'm just gonna show you what that means in a moment. But I want you just to get yourself ready in a position that in this mentality, whatever I think is extremely important, whatever I say is extremely important, what I believe about God is extremely important and last thing of all, what I believe about myself is extremely important. See, one of the things that has to shift is that the value you put on God's Word, you've got to put value on your own words. You will never ever get a breakthrough if you think you've got idle chatter. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just open ourselves up to You. Father, we just declare breakthrough for us, for our family, for our community, God, for the Kingdom of God. So Father, we ask You now that in the name of Jesus, do a miracle within us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. You may be seated. Let's give an amazing hand to our worship team. You may be seated. You know, um, as a pastor, or there's a lot of talk. Everybody's, everybody's talking about... Um, you know, hey, look what COVID has done to the church. Look what COVID has done to attendance. Look what COVID has done to finance. And so there's this, there's this chatter everywhere that I go, but to break. So what's happened, so you understand what's happening spiritually, is when COVID came in, and we've had to do all of, um, you know, to, to combat And to push back COVID, certain things were introduced into the natural. But whatever whatever is in the natural was designed by the spiritual. You're allowed to get excited. The Bible says that what, what you can see was created for what you can't see. So I started to pray on this. And it kind of disturbed me because I'm getting a lot of this chatter. And I go, so what were we taught with COVID? Number one, the person you are next to could be carrying something that will hurt you. Distance yourself from them. So what happened was there's a spirit of distance that came in. And I said, you've you got to watch. You, you know, you've got to be 1.5 meters So you go, I can't can't go out in public, I can't do that. The other thing that was introduced is that it affected our monetary system. So all of a sudden, money, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Third, shortages. I was absolutely surprised. Um, I went shopping and I get a phone call from Sylvia. She goes, we're out of tissue boxes in the house. You can't have that. That's, that's ungodly. So I'm thinking, oh, so I bought three. Next thing I know, I'm on the checkout and ah, this alarm goes off. And they come to me and they go, and I goes, oh, what's going on here? Oh, I goes, a limit of two per person. <laughs> Since when? No. A month ago. I go, oh, okay. So shortages were introduced. The other thing that was also introduced is you had to put your Dreams on hold. You put a pause button, and you go. That can't happen now because of the economy. That can't happen now because of shortages. And the way you break this spirit is by starting to move forward. Just to let you know what we're doing is, um, Lewis and I had a meeting with the management of um, Seasons Five. And we are now organising to, as you walk into the church, do you notice those glass doors? Okay, it is the same size as here. We are organising it to have that for Faith Life Church, permanent. So what we what we are proposing is, you're yeah, allowed to clap. Come on. See, most of you are thinking. Let, let me just show. When you get to preach in other churches, you realize there's always the spirit of, am I allowed to do that? It's, it's like, uh, is it under the COVID rules? Hmm. So what's, so where we are, we're in stages of talking, is that we want to hire it out. That means we can run all of our youth in it. We can run all of our children's program. We can, we're going to start having Bible college. We're going to start having training. Um, Pastor Silva is already organizing breakthrough camps. We can get uh, ministries like uh, Mike Cornell to do a freedom weekend. So there's all of those. Second thing we're doing as a church, we're pushing it back. The way you push back is to put every engagement. Okay, to let you know, next month I'm off to Europe. And I'm, we're, past, we're partnering with two other churches. And we have been asked to start a youth movement. What they're saying in Europe is that there is a shortage of young leaders in, 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 in Europe. So what we're doing with these three churches and others are going to get involved, but we're spearheading it, is that we're going to go and build youth movement. How, how, many, of you know, how many of you know Youth Alive? You know what was interesting? Silva and I were part of that. And one of, the, one of the guys that was praying, he says, you know what, Ted, what's interesting, we've got one church that, that, is on, um, that is on that edge of music, absolutely brilliant, they've got all this right, but he goes, Ted, you walk through it, so, so you'll be surprised what's going to happen in Europe, so we're reconnecting that again. See, what, see what you need to break this thing, is we need to break attendance. Do you realize that we get more people watching us online than we do here? Most, the, some churches, their online presence is big, attendance is small. You've got to ask yourself a question, why is that? Now, listen to me carefully. If you can't be here, next best thing is watch it. God will touch you. But there's got to be something significant, the the word that Pastor Silva made. Coming together does something significant. And what it's done, now I want you to listen to me carefully. Your very presence is affecting the people around you. Have you noticed if you have got really strong bad odor, which none of you do, you walk into a room, who do you affect? Everyone. Everyone. Except you, you got used to it (laughs) But see One of the lies is that My presence is not important Can you imagine in married life If I ring up Silva, I'm not coming home, why? My presence is not important You would go Somebody help this man (laughs) See, COVID Has taught us to distance ourselves And it's good, but the way we're going to do it We're going to push through we're going to push through. You mean, you, it means you're going to have to engage. That, that is why we're going to be filling some stuff out. We're having a prayer meeting at our house. And we're going to do everything differently. So from now on, we're pushing. It's no longer, hey, I'm just, I'm just coming to church. You're coming here to get trained, but you're also coming so that you can become more successful. My, my vision is that every single person at Faith Life Church will be the smartest biblical person in the world. That they'll, they'll be a word person, they'll be a faith person, that they'll be a financial giver, that instead of being need driven, we are given driven. It is like, you know, you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting. And this is what God dropped into me over this week. He said, stop waiting. I'm waiting on you. So hence, you know, we rang up and I said to Lewis, "Is down the back. And I said, hey, we need to do something with this place. So Lewis doesn't wait. And while I'm talking with him, he's already texting here. I say, we need a meeting. So, so now we're pushing, we're pushing. That's why we're going to Europe. All of a sudden, God says we need to engage the next generation. You know what's really interesting? It's the heritage side of it. We're going to the church where my dad was a senior pastor in Osijek. And they have got one of the top Bible colleges in Europe with the best facilities. And we're meeting with them to help them. So all of a sudden, you start pushing it. And the way you do it is you go, I'm going after my dreams. So today's message is prayer is the voice of faith. Prayer is the voice of faith. That is why the Bible never teaches us to pray for faith. Because faith and prayer go together. It is prayer that voices Faith. So, what happens is this prayer is the voice of the faith that is in me. So, henceforth, uh, get a load of this. In one of the churches in Europe, this is what they said to the church You are allowed to gather together, social distancing, but you're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to worship. Isn't that interesting? You can get together, but you've got to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Why? Because words matter. And I just want you to understand something about prayer. You don't change posture just because you pray. You might change your language, but you don't have to change your standing. Okay, watch this. How many of you have been taught you got a need? The first thing you do, you go through the cleansing process. God, please forgive me. I wasn't good to my wife. God forgive me, I wasn't good to my children. God forgive me. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't good to that. God forgive me, I just ran over somebody's cat. God, right? God forgive me, I was late for church. God, can, am I alone in this? You almost feel like you're at a distance, and you got to go shut the distance before you can pray. We've been taught that you haven't got direct access to God and you are always at a distance and when you want to pray, you got to get closer. Well, to get closer, it's dependent on you. Excuse me. Just because you go, I am going to pray now, that all of a sudden we are so, we have been conditioned to be sin conscious and to be distance conscious from God. So our standing is affected. Now watch the first verse. In Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. Now I want you to get this. This is the God of the universe speaking. The problem we have sometimes is we go, oh, Jesus said this. No, you've got to to understand it. Jesus never said anything that he didn't hear the Father say. Okay, just watch this. So he's there in a crowd and he says this. Ask, and it will be given you. So just, just stop there. It puts two things in the same sentence. Asking and receiving in one sentence. I want you to notice, where in just that first part, wh- who's initiating this? Who's initiating this? So you don't want, to put, don't want to say anything because right, you think you're going to be wrong. Come on, get, get some voice. Come on. come on. Who's speaking here? If you have an old Bible, it's written in red. Right? Now watch this. So Jesus is taking the leadership here. He is not reflective. He says, my father has commanded me. Now, just watch this Something. This will help you here. Jesus never gives opinion. He only gives commands. You don't have an opinion. So every time God speaks, it's a command. Do you realize the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart? Remember that one? Do you realize in Hebrew, that's a command. God is commanding his children to delight in him because out of delighting, they get all of the benefits. So God is commanding that you need to have your desires met. And the way you meet your desires, I command you to delight yourself in me. Wow. That's another minute. So you get all these people thinking, oh, God doesn't want to bless me. God commanded it. Think about this. In the Old Testament, we used to call a tithing. Why did God say you've got to give 10%? Oh, because God can't pay his light bills. He's got huge light bills. Have you seen his house? Man, man, you know, he's got angels switches off planets. No, no. He goes, the reason I am commanding you to give 10% is because I want to bless you with two, three hundred percent. So God put a demand on them so that he can bless them. Okay, let's keep going here. Seek and you will knock and the door will be. Watch this. Then he goes further. For everyone. Let me just put it. Who is this everyone? uh, Okay, English is my fourth and fifth language, right? I don't don't speak English, I speak all the... What does everyone mean? So if I go here, everyone is welcome to the restaurant and Ted's going to pay. Who who am I talking to? (laughs) I I see that hand, is there another? (laughs) Yes, salvation call. (laughs) So so watch this. He says, for everyone who asks, receives, and everybody who seeks, finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I want you to notice this. He doesn't put any caveat on you. Where does he say, if you do this, if you do that? Come on, work with me. How many times have you heard a message like this? Ah, yeah, God said you can have whatever you want as long as it's his will. But the problem is his religion is controlling the will. Come on. I, I, I heard this message when I was a teenager. There's this pastor just got up and he says, you know what? Um, so he's this guy and he's going, God, I want a Rolls Royce, Royce. God, I want a Rolls Royce, Royce. God, I want a Rolls Royce, Royce. And then God turns to the angels and says, wait till you ask for a Volkswagen and then give it to him. The, the, the thing is, with what we've done with the word, we've removed the simplicity. But I want you to understand this. What we think is simple is powerful. Excuse me. Think, think about this, right? What did Mary do to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit? What did she do? She was, she was probably doing dishes. She's going, oh man, how come people can't wash up after themselves? She's doing this. The angel comes up and goes, Mary, you have found favor. Well, what have I done? Think about this. There's this guy called Abraham. And God comes to him and he says, you are going to be blessed. I will bless you. Abraham goes, what have I done? Isn't it amazing? You get Genesis 12, but we are not taught... How did Abram find favor? You know why? It's because somebody would have written a book and maybe we've got a 10, 15, 20 points on how to find the favor of God. Noah. Noah found favor. What did he do? What did David do to kill Goliath? What did Joseph do to become the third most powerful man in Egypt at his time? Come on, work with me. Because what God is breaking here is that the voice of faith says this, I will ask and I have received. I am knocking, the door will is open. So what we have here is this, is that God says, ask and it will be given. Now, what you, this is now, if, if it going, God is introducing the new covenant. In the old covenant, was based on your performance. How good am I so that I can receive this, correct? So we got, Jesus is talking to people that are, In a mode of merit system. If I pray long enough, if I do this long enough, if I do that long enough, then I can get something. He's saying this, listen, it is, I am asking you, I am commanding you to ask me because I want to give it to you. It's not dependent on your performance. Jesus came and he died uninvited. How do you know that? In Genesis, we find when Adam fell, he hid. It was God that found him. He never asked for help. So he's you've got the scripture here, and it says everyone that asked. So what you've got to put in now is we're entering a new phase of prayer. We're entering a a phase of prayer that is the voice of faith, that's not dependent upon the merits of of you, but it's dependent on the merits of Jesus. Watch this. Genesis, sorry, John. I keep talking Genesis. I, I read a lot of Genesis at the moment. So everything is Genesis. You're Genesis. I call my wife Genesis. Now listen, listen to John sixteen twenty four. Until now, you have not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask and keep on asking him, and you can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no come on, no limits. Now watch this. You haven't been bold enough. Why haven't we been bold enough? It's because you had to jump all of these hurdles to be right with God. Can I tell you something like really, really, really deep? Okay. I won then. Can I say something really, really, really deep? The old system depended upon finding a blameless animal, finding a holy priest, finding the temple, and then if everything t- takes in, your sins and your, and your blessing is assured. So... For you to be right, it took you effort. You had to find the lamb. You had to find the priest. You had to do all of this. Now, Jesus now says, you've been taught that your asking is dependent upon what you do. Your system of confidence is on what I have done. He says this, until now, you haven't been bold enough to ask. For your... your, uh, um, Extended reading, you can put in Hebrews chapter 4 when he's talking about we can run into God's presence without any fear. So he says this, you haven't been bold enough a single thing to ask in what? My name. Do you realize what this is saying? Is when you pray in the name of Jesus, it's Jesus doing the praying. Think about this, religion focuses on us, God focuses on his son. Religion focuses what you have done, the father focuses on what Jesus has done. Religion is sin conscious, the father is Jesus conscious. Now watch this, this is how powerful it is. Every year we celebrate, you know, when you have the day of Pentecost, it's once a year you get together, you have all these sacrifices, and then you were good for a whole year. But God said this one sacrifice lasts for eternity, the other sacrifice lasts for 12 months. Hello? So God says this is eternity, and God then Jesus turns it around and he says this when you ask or when you pray, when you declare, when you intercede if you intercede in my name what does that mean? Is that God I am not standing on my own merits, I am being obedient do you realize that if you pray in the name of Jesus you are being obedient? Disobedience is oh God I haven't been good enough, oh God I haven't been this God I haven't been that nowhere that have I read in Matthew and all that where God says, when you deserve, you can have it. The, if you notice something, is, Jesus shut down so many people that came with this thing. He's, oh God, I'm not good enough, stop it. He comes here and he says this, you can ask in my name and you can be sure that you will receive what you ask for that who's joy? Excuse me? Who's joy? Come on, who's joy? You need to say it because don't, don't be afraid anymore. If you want to push it back, you've got to be. Mm. God says your joy is not complete and I want to complete your joy, but you've got to do the asking. Wow. Yeah. So what's God's intention? Joy. God's intention is answer prayer. Because until now, you have not been bold enough. Why aren't you bold? It's because you're still conscious of the past that doesn't exist. Do you realize when the Word of God says, now there is no condemnation, the reason there is no condemnation, it's not that Jesus hid your sin, Is that he totally removed it and forgot it. let me give you a spiritual secret that the devil doesn't want out in public is this he creates the problem and then he he gives us an antidote for the problem okay look at it this way you get a, a news flash there's a lack of toilet paper there's a lack we're going to run out of toilet paper what do people do Oh, 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 and then go, oh yeah. So now they're selling more toilet paper. He created, the shortage was created, not by COVID, by somebody that made toilet paper. Come on. Watch this. Okay, here's, here's another one. He creates a sense that you're still, that your salvation isn't complete. And then he gives you structures how you can get complete salvation. Now, I want you to notice something. You you, you good? Are you good? When Jesus became your sin and paid for your original sin that Adam created and all the other sins, he didn't hold any back as a bargaining tool. He didn't go, oh, it's Ted. We'll forgive him this this one. We'll hold this one because we can use it as, we can, we can use it as a leveraging tool. Watch this. When God, I'll, I'll give you something, that, something that, um, that was for me a personal revelation on another level about healing. When God died on the cross, he took 100% of my sin and my original sins, every one of them. He became them. He wasn't just a poster boy for sin. He became it. And then this. Do you realize that every disease in your body, it wasn't just one cancer on him representing all the other cancers. It was the sum total of every cancer on the globe, past, future, and present. That means the sickness that could be bugging you now was the same sickness was put on Jesus and he paid the price. So, you know what? When, when I travel, I'm, presenti- I'm presenting all of you. I'm representing all of you. You're not physically there, but I'm your pastor representing Faith Life Church, right? But with Jesus, all of you are there at the same time. People go, are, are you sure, Pastor Ted? Of course. The Bible says that we were crucified with him. We were also raised with him. We are also glorified with him. So that means my sin was on the cross. My sickness was on the cross. My lack was on the cross. Now, look at Romans five seventeen. Death once held us in his grip. And by the blunder of one man, Adam, death reigned as king over humanity. So watch this. So one event sent every generation after him into the same sin. No different. That's why the Bible says all have sinned. Now, watch this. How much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life? I want you to just, in your mind, underline the word continue. It means this, that what God has started and has done, he wants to continue it in you, that nonstop. So that means not just one answer prayer, but many. Enjoying a regal freedom to the gift of the perfect righteousness in one and only, Jesus the Messiah. I want you to get this. Now marry the two, the perfect son of God and you having a perfect redemption together. So when you are asking, you are not just asking in the name of Jesus, but there's nothing wrong with you. Who is the one asking? The Bible says you are now the righteousness of Christ, not when you die. So, so in our thinking is that we need to be pushing back and you go, but, but I don't deserve it. It's not about you deserving it. It's about the cross. So Jesus says this, I am inviting you into my kingdom and my kingdom works by my name and whatever you say in my name, it will be done. So do you realize in prayer you become the voice of God? That's why we pray the word. We don't pray like, oh yeah, uh, dear Jesus, I've done it again. Uh, I, 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 I. I know, I know, I know. I'm really bad and all that, and I deserve to go to hell. I'm really sorry. Hey, God, I promise to do better. I promise to like Pastor Ted. See, what happens is this. Watch this. Is when you pray in the name of Jesus, so, you, so watch this. You get his name. You get his righteousness. You get his inheritance. You get everything that he is. But now, I want you to get this. This is your present reality right now. See, the voice of faith says this. I am righteousness of God. Why will God touch me today? Because God said so. Religion loves focusing on the problem. Why does it love focusing on the problem? Because it's not real. As long as you think it's real, it's real to you. You good? As long as you believe that God's not answering my prayer because I am not deserving, that's your reality. But it's not a reality, it's a perception. You you good with me? Satan has created this perception and we buy into it. You know what's amazing? Satan only has to give you one one unbelief system and then you'll do the rest. Come on. Watch this, he comes to you and he goes, You've got no faith. And then w- what do you do? I have no faith. I have no faith. Um, you know, uh, the waiter comes to you, What would you like? Oh, no, sorry, I got no faith. <laughs> you know, uh, you go to church, Yeah, I know, I've got no faith. I, I, I can even prove it. I prayed and nothing happened. I got no faith. He just introduces a thought and and then we do, and then we introduce it and then we protect it. It's called I Have No Faith Life Group. What's a non faith life group? We will protect your no faith. We respect your privilege to be right. Hi, uh, my name's Ted and I have no faith. Sit down. Hi, my name's Brian and I have no faith. I've had. No, I have been faith-free for six years now. Oh yes, praise God! Hey, don't you give up now? Don't don't go to Faith Life Church. No, 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 no! Don't read your word. Oh, oh, name's Ted. Oh, oh, I fell. I went on a YouTube and I listened to Faith Life Church and they read the word and, and something inside them went come on! and I stood up I go I receive and I got healed I fell I'm so sorry please I, I renounce it all now hi I'm Ted I have now no faith come on this is not a no faith church you know what we're going to do now? As you would have walked in, we're having a prayer meeting this Wednesday at our house. You can get all the information. And what I want to do and, uh, with prayer is I want to pray for all of your needs. As a church, what we want to do, we got, we're going to be doing two things. We're going to be going for a financial breakthrough prayer. And also this one, you've got it. So what we want to do this Wednesday and during the week is if you have a prayer need right now, you can either fill it out if you've got no pen or if you want to email it to us on our inquiries. But what we want to do on Wednesday, we are going to intercede to see breakthrough in every person's life. That means I want to join your family. Oh no, we've got to clean the house now. Yep. No. I, I pray a lot. I pray every morning, pray at night, I pray in the car. But I believe God said, Ted, I want you to be specific. So, what I want you to do is you can either put your name on it or not, but write down, what are you praying for? Hey, um, I've been overlooked for promotion. I want you to put God, I'm praying for a promotion. Hey, uh, we're, we're struggling paying our mortgage. I want you to put that there. You might have a health issue. I want you to put it there. If, whatever it is. The, you know, do you know what sometimes gets us? Is that uh, I, I have a need. Would you like to know one of my needs? Yeah, okay, one of them. I have a son stuck in Serbia. That's, that has to go through all these red taps to get him back here. I also have a need. We've got over 2,000 churches asking for help. I can go further? No, but you see what we've done, we need to have a culture that it is good to have a prayer request. The Bible says pray for one another. It says if you're sick, call for the elders. Isn't that interesting? And if some people go, I was sick and no one came. Did you ring up? No. I go, what do you mean? But you're the pastor, you should know. Well, the Bible says, if you are sick, get on the phone, call the elders. The elders will come, you will be healed, and if you have sinned, it will be forgiven you. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that people, when they saw Jesus, everybody was running. Why? Because what we need to do, we need, you need a breakthrough, okay? So what we're going to do at the end of the service we can collect them. I will collect them. And when you, if you come on Wednesday night, we're going to spend time to pray for that. We're also going to spend time praying. We need a breakthrough to get our building. You know, in, our, in my heart, wouldn't it be, it's, going to be, it's going to be amazing where we can leave the stage as it is, right? <laughs> we can have a VIP room. We can have a children's room, right? We can have a prayer meeting here every morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Somebody pray for that lady. She just went. "Ah!" Isn't it good to have a bit of joy in the house? And then what we're going to do, we're going to start a season of seed time and harvest. I believe, let let me just show you something. There's been a huge uh, emphasis on we shouldn't be wealthy, we shouldn't be this. You know, the Bible says this. You, st- you, you start in the kingdom because you have a need, but once you get in the kingdom, you become the provider for somebody else's need. You know, uh, where was it? Uh, when a pastor needed a bus, there was a pastor that works with the indigenous, uh, you know, in the middle of Australia, and he needed a bus so that he, uh, they could go to all these remote communities. Survey so gets... Sulay so comes, what's his name, gets that email. God speaks to her and says, we need to give $12,000. So, you know, you, know, you know how easy that was? We just looked into our account in the missions department. Hey, we, there's plenty there. We, 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 were, we were the first. Faith Life Church was the first to contribute to a ministry that's now going around Australia blessing people. Now, people, you know, and people go, well, why was that? It was because... God has blessed us, and because God has blessed us, we become a blessing. So, I, what we're going to be doing? I, I'm going to—I tell you what—I'm going to do with the help of the Holy Ghost. Every morning, I'm going to collect. When I collect all these cards, I'm going to pray for everyone. So, there's going to be probably thousand 2, five hundred cards. So, you might not see me for a while. So, just pray for. So I'll be sharing a little bit more about this. But let's push it back, church. Church, let's, let's push it back. Let's push back and let's do what the kingdom of darkness is not expecting. The kingdom of darkness is expecting the church to be quiet. The kingdom of darkness is expecting the church to have social distancing, prayer distancing, worship distancing, devaluing, opportunities, devaluing our dreams. But as a church, we are going to this. Let me just write, can you give me, oh, I've done, full, stop. That's my timer. I'll just read this. Prayer is the living word of Jesus in my voice of faith. Prayer is the living word of Jesus in my in my voice of faith. So right now, come on, why don't, we, why don't you stand up with me? Come on, let's all stand. Come on. Stand up with faith. What we're going to do now, I'm just. we're going to release the spirit of prayer on this house. The Bible says that my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. So what we're going to do is we're going to just release that faith that we're no longer holding back. We're no longer silent. We're going to be praying for this auditorium to be full three to four times on a Sunday. We're, we're, we're praying that when we're in Europe, that there are young leaders going to be raised that's going to build amazing churches. I'm right? you know, believing for, you know, like with our kids' ministry, going out into the community. Uh, there's so, so many things that we can do, but it all starts with prayer. God says, ask me. Doesn't the Bible says, ask me for the nations? You know, church, we have not because we ask not. So what we want to do, I want you to break the silence. If you're not used to praying loud, I want you to do something. I want you to pray loud in a moment. I want you to forget about the person next to you. Let your faith give voice to your faith. But 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 who? I'm a nobody. No no no. You're no. You're no longer a nobody. You're a born again believer. You're you're a son and daughter of God. So Father, right now, Father is Faith Life Church. Father, we are pushing it back. Father God, we're closing the door and evicting every spirit of lack, every spirit of fear, every spirit of reduction, every, every spirit that says there's not enough to go around. There's not enough to go around. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, this Faith Life Church. Father, enough is enough. Father, we are no longer accepting lack. We're no longer accepting an empty auditorium. We are no longer expecting Father giving an ordinary life. Father, we're not expecting for this to keep going around and round and round. Father in the name of Jesus, I just release the spirit of faith in prayer. I will be healed, I will be blessed. My family will be blessed. My jobs will be blessed. Everything about me is going to be blessed. I belong to a growing church. I belong to a prosperous church. I belong to a soul winning church. I belong to a Holy Spirit filled church. I belong to a church that's touching the nations. I belong to a church that is increasing the Kingdom of God. I belong to a church that is word-focused. I belong to a church where there is no immature Christians. I belong to a church where everybody is a minister. I belong in a church that is generous. I belong to a church that is breaking limitations. I belong to a church where grace abounds. I belong to a church that doesn't judge because of grace. I belong to a church that sees the need and has the resources to fulfill the need. I refuse to be small anymore. I refuse to be silent. I refuse to have small worship. I refuse to be insignificant. I refuse not to draw attention. I want to draw attention to me because God's living in me. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, also, Father, as a church, we need a house. Father, you said, as for me in my house. Father, as we are entering these negotiations, I thank you that we already have favor. Father, I just thank you that we have an auditorium, Father, filled with the presence of God. Father, I, I thank you that our children's ministry is growing in this place. I thank you that the youth ministry is growing, our young adults ministry is growing, our worship ministry is growing, our, our global advancement is going. Father, we just thank you that you hear us. And so, Father, from today onward, Father, we move into a brand new realm in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you.